Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. And this episode is rather notable and kind of a bittersweet episode. We were originally, if Mike, if Tim can stop fighting with his mic, <laughs> and I actually, I almost phrased that as if Mike was a person, like Tim's fighting with Mike. <laughs> Uh, but this one's a little bit better sweet in terms of this was originally supposed to be a review of Saw 2 however you will see from the title that it is not a review of Saw 2 that will still be coming we'll probably do that next week this this is instead going to be a review of Night of the Living Dead now of course the reason why we're doing this is because George A. Romero passed away this past weekend Uh, great big shame Uh, I was kind of Really shocked to see this. Not, I mean, not that he was a young, a really young guy or anything, and but it was just it came out of nowhere. It was like, oh shit, is, that's another one of the big horror legend directors gone. It's kind of like, damn. Yeah. So, and I think he he wasn't like super old. He was, he was definitely old, but it was. I believe um, he was seventy seven. Yeah, so that's not too too bad, but uh, especially like you know Hollywood years. But uh, I don't know. This uh, I, I was actually. A, a little surprised at how much this affected me. Usually, I'm, mm, yeah, I agree. You know, celebrity deaths are, you know, kind of. I mean, it's always sad when someone goes, but you know, I, it, I guess maybe I'm not attached to that many celebrities. But George Romero, man, it is. It, it does feel oddly selective. How there'll be so many, like you know, 2016 was notorious for a lot of celebrity deaths, and there was like one yeah. coming every couple of weeks, and it felt like it was never ending. It was a lot of big names, and. Yeah, obviously you're always sympathetic. You're like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. So so and so's died. Whatever. But every once in a while, there'll be one that just feels a bit more personal that hits you a little bit mm. harder. Uh, and George Romero kind of felt that way. It kind of like, oh mm. shit, Romero went. Um, yeah. And you know, it's probably the one that's affected me the most in the last year or so. Honestly. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to go he through well. and rank the, the, how, how much each death has you know affected me. But right. Yeah. Certainly, he's the one that sticks out the most. Uh, of recent times so so that kind of well actually now no, I'm saying that Bill, Bill Paxton did pass away earlier this year as well that was the last one that's that true. hit me yeah, yeah Bill Paxton was a big one mm-hmm. Bill Paxton was a big deal uh, and he was a lot more surprised because he was only he was only just hitting 60 I think so he was even younger mm-hmm. he was so yeah Romero, Romero of course uh, he is the father of the modern zombie uh, so mm-hmm. what else were we going to do but Night of the Living Dead uh, yeah. upon hearing this as, as soon as I heard that we have to do this next this is the next thing yeah. we're doing and uh, this was something we had we we talked about doing it before we knew we were going to get to it someday and it's, oh, uh, it's a little unfortunate that yeah, these are the circumstances the, but it is a uh, the, there is no way in hell we were never not going to do his trilogy yeah I mean of course yeah Beyond the trilogy, you know, we get to Land and Diary and all that <laughs> stuff, which I've not seen all of them, but I didn't like Land. Uh, yeah, we'll probably do them at some point, but certainly oh, this week, next week, and the week after, you can expect Night, Dawn, and Day. That, that's happening. So, yeah. Night of the Living Dead, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, I'll just give you a spoiler warning right now. I feel like it's an old, you know, it's 1968. I don't really want to dance around spoilers. Needless to say, see it. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's first and foremost. Um, I think if you have any type of love for the zombie drama uh, genre, like you know, even if you've never seen this, but if you like Resident Evil and Walking Dead and a- any modern zombie, I, I I feel like it's really owed to go back and watch this because this. Oh yeah. Like, I- I'm always surprised when you go back and watch this because it's like everything is there, like everything we know about zombies and about zombie movies like 
every idea we have, it's all present in this movie. Hmm. Yeah, uh, everything goes back to back to what you created. Without him, there would be no Walking Dead. There would be no Resident mm-hmm. Evil. There would be no anything else. Like to, to pick any zombie movie, yeah. any zombie comic book, any zombie TV show. The last. 50 years and that, that's how long it's been by the way mm. this is 50 years old next year that's how old this is now oh wow um so you can thank him for all of it and for i know for some there's, there's such a thing as zombie fatigue we're all feeling it a little bit like you know there's, sure. there's been times yeah. when they've went a bit over and board with it but and mm-hmm. um, we would not have the modern zombie without him so uh we've got Night of the living dead and why it's such a fantastic film what's great about it what works and Obviously, I think the big reason why this movie holds up so well, it, beyond just being really well shot and kind of spooky and scary and you know, zombies work and are effective, uh, black and white helps a lot, uh, mm-hmm. but also a social commentary. This is like... Oh, yeah. Romero was big, especially on his first three zombie movies, Night and Dawn especially, uh, mm-hmm. amples of social commentary. It's, it's, it's about so much of the time period it was made in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, when I watched it earlier today, and I tweeted out afterwards, I said, it's kind of a shame how relevant this movie still is, mm. and it's been 50 goddamn years, and yeah. yeah, almost everything in it still relates to something going on right now. It's, it's yeah. really kind of depressing and pathetic, but now, here we are. So. so so obviously, you know, he's created the you know first zombie movie, uh, but did he... Um... Like, did he? Was he kind of the first person to ever do this, like social com, like uh, social commentary through horror, kind of thing? I wish you'd told me when he asked that. I've done <laughs> some research. Uh, to I feel mind, like it, at the very least, he's probably the most notable. Most absolutely most notable. He, yeah. he probably is the first, and I'm sure there's maybe going to be an obscure example or something that yeah. is not mm-hmm. speaking to my mind. And this is a big thing. Is now, this isn't completely credit to this movie. Psycho takes some of this credit here. Uh, mm. But Psycho did this thing, and Night of the Living Dead does the same thing uh, to an even greater effect, where before then, horror was typically set in like exotic locations with castles and spooky islands, and it was all kind of oh, okay. fantastical. And mm. then Psycho and Night of the Living Dead did this, this crazy idea. They brought it home. They brought it to mm. present-day middle-class even lower class, like regular everyday locations, and they, that's what they did with it. Um, Psycho and, did that with, uh, of course, the motel and kind of just a, a serial killer, and then this did it with uh, zombies. And the zombies, of course, are a metaphor for a number of things, and we're going to talk about yeah. that, obviously. And uh, speaking of location, I always feel uh, a little point of pride. Uh, I was born in western Pennsylvania, um, like not too reasonably far from where you know they filmed this in Dawn of the Dead. Um so I, I always uh, thought did, that was cool. Did you choose where you were born, Tim? No. Then then why are you proud of it? I don't know, because it's uh, like <laughs> the one cool thing about <laughs> the area that I was born. I thought you were going to say it was the one cool thing about me. I was going to get really sad and like, oh, no. oh, <laughs> oh poor Tim. <laughs> I was born here where Night of the Living Dead was filled. It's, it's, my one, it's the one thing I'm clinging to, Peter. Mm-hmm. Don't take it away from me. Mm. Oh, I mean, there's not a lot of stuff that's very interesting from where I'm from and that's like the one little thing that's uh, kind of cool. I'll be honest, I, I always thought you were from Rhode Island. I never it wasn't until you said, it was yeah. when this came up and you said, oh I was born near there, I'm like, mm-hmm. wait what? 
I lived in Rhode Island most of my life, but I I was born in Western Pennsylvania. That's where all my kind of extended family born and uh, raised. still lives. Not raised. I was like on the playground there. is where you spent Three. most of your days. <laughs> yes, me and Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> Up in Latro. And yes, but, uh, but before anyone says anything, I know that was Philadelphia, right? Before anyone, right. Before anyone comments and is like, no, that wasn't the song Fresh Prince. I know, I know. It was close enough. I went for it, okay? But anyway, that's, uh, yeah. And it's a little cool because, uh, yeah, during uh, you know, the movie when they're looking at the, uh, the news broadcast and stuff, you can see the name of my hometown on there. So, What was, what was the name of the hometown? Latrobe. Latrobe. Oh, mm-hmm. sounds French. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the pride just gets thinner and thinner as we <laughs> as we go through the show. Just less and less of it. Um, so, what is the Eleven Dead? What is the what is the gist of it? So, basically, a woman named Barbara and her brother mm-hmm. Johnny. I want to Johnny. say. Um, they 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 are going to this graveyard, which or cemetery, which is a good three hour drive from wherever they live because they come here because this is where their father was buried and their mother mother insists that they go out there every once a year on his on his anniversary of his death and you know place a place a little display thing crucifix mm-hmm. thing i'd say flowers but it wasn't really flowers it was more like a little crucifix sort of uh yeah ornament Some or whatever ornament decoration yeah. thing yeah. um but lo and behold there's uh what of course we came to understand as a zombie and, you know, he's coming to get you, Barbara. He's coming to get you. <laughs> um, Love that line. Yeah. So, and she, he, he gets killed pretty quickly and she mm. runs off. She drives off and, like an idiot, crashes the car and then mm. run, runs to this farmhouse that's in the middle of nowhere and sort of there's some of her creeping about the house. She eventually runs into Ben, who's kind of the main hero of the movie. And... Super badass. Super badass. And he, he, he's very practical. He starts boarding up the windows. She's kind of shell-shocked at this point and can't really do anything. And he kind of takes charge. The movie kind of is handed over to him as a sort of the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And he he takes charge. And from there, he tries to do these precautions. He gets the radio going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we eventually have other characters come up from the basement who are kind of led by Harry, who's the main one, who's kind of antagonistic towards Ben. Mm-hmm. And it's about them surviving, come up with a game plan. And ultimately, you know, where the movie goes. So, it feels stupid to even ask the question on this one, Tim. Because, <laughs> like, you know, do you like Night of the Living Dead? Of course you do. You're, <laughs> not, you're, you're not a fool. Well, no. Yeah, it, I mean, it <laughs> It goes without saying, but I absolutely love this movie. It, it is terrific. It still holds up. It's fantastic. It's the, the first of its kind, and it's... Yeah, it's still enjoyable. There's there's a reason why it's still stuck around. It's still you know quoted and shown, and you know people still emulate it. It's 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 amazing. I love it. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I, it is is worthy of the heaps of praise that it is given. Uh, before this, zombies were simply the you know the voodoo kind. You know, mm-hmm. like the idea of this virus spreading. You know, brainless, brain eating or flesh eating mm-hmm. zombie is. You know, this this came from here, um, and what what I think is funny about watching it now, 
uh, you know, with all, you know, we just understand what zombies are now. It's funny how this movie kind of spreads out the information. Like, at first, it just seems like a crazy guy coming towards her. Yeah. And then later on in the news broadcast, like, oh, it's the dead coming back to life. And then later on, oh, they're eating flesh. And then very late on, you have to shoot them in the head. That's how yeah. you put them down. Like, it's just, it's just funny how it still, it's almost like a big reveal. You need to shoot them in the head. But as a modern, mm-hmm. you know, movie watcher, I'm like, shoot them in the head, Ben. Stop yeah. it. Stop <laughs> shooting them in the chest, you asshole. Stop it. Yeah. I kind of love the way uh, they dole out information here. It's not like spoon fed to you. It's not just all at once right at the beginning. You know, some guy explained to it. You get little bits and pieces. Um, and, and even with that, it's it's still not entirely, you know, sure exactly what's going on. Like, you know, like, you know, they kind of hint that it's probably, you know, from this satellite. Um, Do you know, I'd completely, whatever. I'd completely forgotten about that like potential yeah. explanation like I, yeah. I i think in my head i just always thought of it as oh it's just random like no one knows why but like there is like this scene in the news at one point where they're like oh was it this satellite that came down from venus that had radiation on it and i'm like holy shit i forgot about this i i like that it's it doesn't flat out like really say it like we're kind of led to believe like oh that probably has something to do with it but it's not it doesn't matter like yeah it like least, in, in the end it's basically for, about for the most part, it doesn't matter. There's maybe one slight yeah. way you could argue it matters thematically with what something, but mm-hmm. and so that's it. Yeah, it's them finding off zombies, and the movie, of course, is largely like I, th- I think one of the things that's apparent watching the movie is that the zombies are very kind of you know they don't really care about what's going on. Yeah, they're they're coming for you because they've got this animalistic need to eat, and they're, they're just kind of coming. And again, they're brainless. What the movie's really about is not about how zombies after man. It's about how man turns on man in a crisis mm-hmm. like that is kind of the, the big thing in the movie uh, and there's a lot of parallels to other things it's definitely like we say social commentary uh, on two fronts as well but I think the first one that always springs to mind for me is Vietnam because this, this was 68 so this was still during mm-hmm. Vietnam this was a big thing and the big thing about Vietnam compared to earlier wars is this was the first one that was televised this is the first one that everyone was kind of you know at home seeing what was going on and being horrified from it and I think yeah. the, the big thing here is that this is literally bringing a war to the the home, like it's mm-hmm. literally people in a siege in the in this house with the the the, the combatants coming towards them, and then on top of that, the mm-hmm. fact that the news and the TV and the radio play such a big role in the plot. Like, there's so many scenes in this movie of them sitting down and looking at the news to hear about what's going on and what to do. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. all very kind of like uh, you know them, you know, people at the time watching. For Vietnam stories, like what is this horrific stuff going on, and, and even some of the language that's used kind of emulates some of the things that were said uh, back yeah. then. So I, I thought that was uh, that, that's the first big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I usually um, don't really think about that much. Um, I I guess because I'm usually not really thinking about the specific time period, but yeah, I can definitely see like a lot of similarities to that. Um, you, you know, the, obviously the kind of big easy one that usually jumps out to me is, you know, of course, like racism and stuff. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's very neat because it, it works on its own as a theme, but it also ties into mm-hmm. the Vietnam stuff. Because um, yeah. obviously the civil rights movement was another thing that was going on in the 60s. And I, I think it's funny because uh, George Romero has often said that he never actually went out to cast a, a black actor in the role. He never mm-hmm. specified yeah, Dwayne Jones was just the the right person for the job, but the funny thing is, is they hadn't even finished the script when he cast him. So as much as some people will say, oh, he didn't, he, he just cast him because he was the right for the role, but they still mm. like you know that ending specifically, like 
the the social commentary that was coming out of that, the the racial subtext was definitely there. Mm-hmm. They definitely thought of that, um, and I think he even said in interviews that Dwayne Jones helped develop that and helped add to That's... some of the, some of those moments. Yeah, I think I saw someone uh, tweet out the other day, um, some like a, a quote from George Romero that was something along the lines of, "Oh, I didn't cast him because he was black. I cast him because he gave the best audition." Yeah, which uh, which is really cool. Uh, you know, especially thinking about that time for yeah, you know, a filmmaker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for a filmmaker to be like, oh, "Yeah, this guy's great. I'm gonna yeah put him in my movie yeah, as the like star." <laughs> For the time period, and that, that's the other thing in, in the movie, it's, it's, it's the, the war on two fronts, it's the war at home, um, both in terms of race, just in terms of left versus right and liberals versus the the sort of the, the hard right, the, the you know the nutjobs who don't want any of these yeah. changes and all the rest of it, 